I used to go to New York to visit this church that I was introduced to years ago. It was a very beautiful church. It was a very big church. And I loved to visit this church because I was just so blessed there. It was so nice seeing God's spirit move in that church upon different people. You know, it's been a while since I've been there. I would board the Greyhound bus and head on down to New York. It was a nice trip. It was a fun trip. It was my getaway trip. You know, the trip was only about four hours, you know, and um, it was always a treat for me. Back then, the Greyhound bus station was located in Copley Square or near Copley Square. And, you know, it, it was a small bus station. But that's where we would have to gather to, you know, uh, board the bus, the Greyhound buses. Now, in 2023, the buses are located at South Station. That's where you board if you want to go anywhere. That's to Washington, D.C., to Virginia, or, or anywhere. I'm not too big on flying. And, you know... I, I wouldn't want to board a plane just to go four hours, you know, to New York. I'd rather board the bus and enjoy, enjoy the ride. And that I did, except for one particular time when I decided to visit this church years and years ago I headed on down to Copley so I could catch my bus and there we all were in line with our tickets ready because the bus driver had ordered everyone to get into line and have your tickets ready and he would come by and punch our, our tickets. So there we were, standing in line and this bus driver, he went to each and every person took their tickets and said to each and every one of us, no smoking on the bus. He would go to the next person, take their ticket or punch their ticket, and he'd say, no smoking on the bus. And he said that to each and every one of us. It was quite a few people. The bus was full. As usually, when I take these trips,
to New York, the bus is always filled. I mean, who doesn't go to New York? Everybody goes to New York, just about everybody. And why wouldn't you? I love New York. <laughs> I love New York. I love being there. And it was just so much to do in New York. And, you know, all the places that you can go and eat and the parks, the tours. You know, when I would go to New York and I'd be walking down through uh, Times Square, I felt like I was on stage. I, I felt like I was in the theater, you know. That's what it felt like. The lights were everywhere. Flashing lights, you know. And it was nice. And, you know, you would bump into people all the time because that's how many people were were in Times Square just flooded with people and it's kind it, it was kind of nice you know should you ever go make sure you wear your sneakers because that's going to help you uh, get around so there we were standing in line the bus driver is approaching each and every one of us taking us tickets our bus tickets or punching them and he says to each and every person no smoking on the bus no smoking on the bus no smoking on the bus to each and every one of us and I'm standing there in line waiting for him to get to me and just before he gets to me I'm like I, I, I say under my breath, not out loud, of course, we can hear you, we can hear you, you don't have to keep saying it, <laughs> we can all hear you, no smoking on the bus, but he went, as he took everyone's ticket, he said to each and every one of us, no smoking on the bus, so finally we're all boarded. Everyone has their seat on the bus. Oh, and that's another thing. When I would go to New York, I would leave like, according to the Greyhound schedule, they would have buses leaving at, at 12 a.m., 1 a.m. So when I get on the other end, it's like morning time. And then I can go right on to church. And sometimes I would... I would get there on the other end and the the public transportation would be shut down. It opens up at a certain time, like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, probably five o'clock in the morning. Their uh, train system uh, and bus system would, would start running. So I'd have to wait and hang out and at the at the port authority uh, a bus and train station you know until things opened up you know and that's what I would do and you know that's what some some of the people would do you know so um, yeah I would always leave like 11 o'clock at night 12 uh, a.m. 1 a.m. 
uh, heading to New York, you know, just so I can be there in time for church service, you know. And, um, yeah, so there we all are. We're, we're, we all have our seats on the bus. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, things are going great. Things are going fine. And, <laughs> you know, it was a nice bus ride up until a certain point. It was a quiet bus ride. No one, uh, uh, everything was quiet. Everything was quiet. It was nice and quiet. And then here we are. We get, we're outside of New York, okay? We're outside of New York. Not there yet. Because you know what? One thing about those uh, Greyhound bus rides to New York. Once you know you're very near. Once you enter New York. It's like just to get to, to the Port Authority bus station. It's like. 30 minutes to maybe 45 minutes I mean but you know what it's still nice because you you like get a tour of New York you get a tour of New York so it's always nice you know once you uh, you're in New York it's like another 30 minutes 40 or 45 minutes just to pull into the Port Authority bus station and that's something I never complained about. That that was always beautiful to me because I can look and see, you know, what's happening on the streets of New York. <laughs> so there we are. We're outside of New York. We're still on the highway. Okay. We're, we, we haven't reached New York yet. We're still on the highway. And one thing also, too, I noticed that this go-around, go this uh, bus driver, this Greyhound bus driver had a friend uh, with him. He had a male friend, you know, one of his buddies, to, to, to travel with him. And he sat up in the front seat. So there we are on the dark highway. Okay, it was dark. It's somewhere in the a.m., okay? And we have not reached New York yet. The next thing you know, I smell cigarette smoke. What in the world? I smell cigarette smoke. And I'm like, oh, oh. It's always someone. It's always that one person who doesn't want to obey the rules. <laughs> it's always that one. Why? Why, 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 why? And I just want to let you know, I've been traumatized by what has happened I'm going to complete this story and tell you exactly what, what happened next. That I've been traumatized by ever since. Even till this day. And this is what? This is April 23rd, 2023. 
I've been traumatized ever since. So here we go. I smell cigarette smoke. And you know what? That has always bothered me. Cigarette smoke. It is especially when you're in a confined place, a confined area where the windows do not open. I'm sure the windows open, but you know what? It's only to escape in case something happened and in case you know there was an accident in the you couldn't get out the the doors of the bus or if you know there's a uh, I'm sure on every bus there's some kind of level level lever that you pull pull up on in order to get that window open and that's the only way you can open the window you know um, you can't open the Greyhound windows. Those are big windows just to get some fresh air. You cannot do that. So there we were. I says, oh, no, I really don't want to smell any cigarette smoke. That had, cigarette smoke has always bothered me, always. And I tell you the truth, um, I, I, I had a friend who had informed me, she, she let me know one day um, that cigarette smoke causes her to have an allergic reaction. So she said that it's very dangerous for her. She cannot be around it. And that was the first time of me hearing something like that. You know, that I guess there are some people out there that really suffers from cigarette smoke. <clears throat> you know, I tell you, I was like, oh no, someone's smoking. I can smell the smoke. Don't you know? And where I was sitting on that Greyhound bus that night, where I was sitting, I would have to say it was like towards the middle of the bus. Usually, I like to sit up in that very front seat of that Greyhound bus, the very front seat. So I always make sure I'm the, the first one um, to board that bus, you know. But that particular time, I, I wasn't the first one. And I ended up sitting like towards the middle, you know. And I began to smell that cigarette smoke. I'm like, oh no, someone's smoking. And so, the next thing you know, I see the man's friend, his buddy that he's traveling with, he comes towards, he comes towards, you know, halfway down the, the, the aisle there. He comes walking and he's looking. Halfway down the aisle, I thought he was maybe on his way to the men's room because the Greyhound buses, they do have bathrooms way in the back. That's what I thought he was, you know, on, I thought he was on his way to. But no, he come back there looking. He come halfway down the aisle and he's looking. And then he goes back up to the front. He goes back up to the front. And, you know, the bus is driving along and, you know, next thing you know, 
the bus pulls over. Yeah, the bus pulls over and here comes, here comes the bus driver. Now the bus driver, you know, he, he seemed kind of militant. Yeah, he seemed kind of militant. And I think if I'm not mistaken, this was a particular time where Greyhound was on strike and they were hiring anyone and everyone just to uh, do trips. Yeah, and they were paying them good money, big money. And um, yeah, Greyhound was on strike, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe that was another time. But this man, I don't know, he was kind of militant. And I think he had on one of those green military hats. I, I don't know. But he came down the aisle. And the man, his buddy must have gave him, he must have gave him, uh, you know, uh, he knew, the bus driver came down the aisle and he pointed, he knew exactly who it, you know, so his buddy must have told him exactly who he, who, where uh, the smoker was sitting. Because he came half, the bus driver came halfway down the aisle and just pointed, you come with me that's what he said he said get your bag come with me and I'm like oh wow yeah so uh the passenger he got his he had a briefcase and he got up and he followed the bus driver yeah he followed the bus driver off the bus and oh my goodness he said a few words to 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 the passenger, the ex-passenger. <laughs> and I believe if I can remember correctly, he says uh maybe uh the next bus driver can uh uh take you. Maybe he'll let you ride with him. But oh my goodness. It, it Look, I wasn't the only one in shock. I was not the only one in shock. I was traumatized by that. That bus driver, that Greyhound bus driver, left that man on the highway in the dark, okay? Hey, listen. At that time, they absolutely did not have cell phones, Maybe, if memory serves me correctly, maybe they had the beepers. I don't know. Maybe they had those beeper things. But no, cell phones did not exist at that time. So what do you do? What in the world are you going to do? You are on the highway in the dark with your briefcase. <laughs> What are you going to do? How do I get out of here? How do I get out of this mess? Oh my goodness. You're on the highway. What do you do? Don't you know? Like I said before. Before all this happened. It was quiet 
on the bus. It was absolutely quiet, okay? But after that situation took place, the bus driver got back on the bus and he he started, he continued with his driving. Yeah, he continued with his driving to New York. And don't you know, it was even more quieter on that bus. It was like a holy hush. I told you before, it was already quiet, didn't I? Well, look, it got even more quieter. It it was like everybody was traumatized. Nobody said one word. (laughs) No one said one word. Not one word. And you better not. Because you might be the next one on the highway. (laughs) You might be the next one left on the highway. You know, that's the, you know, that's, that's the, the only things that bus driver said to, to, to all of us. The only thing he ever said to all of us was get in line. Have your tickets ready. And when he came by to collect our tickets, he said to each and every one of us, no smoking on the bus. Took our tickets, punched it. No smoking on the bus. No smoking on the bus. And I'm sitting there. I'm standing there with my ticket and saying under my breath, I can hear you. I can hear you. You know, trying to be funny. You know, I didn't dare say it aloud, but you know, but now I think I, I, I see and understand why he said to each and every one of us, no smoking on the bus, you know, and he meant what he said. And so he was using the authority that the Greyhound company gave him he was actually using his authority and authority means what does authority mean it means to um authority means to to give orders make decisions and to enforce obedience I looked that up, and that's what authority means. It is the power and the right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. And that's exactly what this young man did. He used his authority. And you know what? If something was to happen, if something was to go down, you know, how, how could he be sued? Because that's that's Greyhound's policy. And I know it's his policy because I've gotten on other Greyhound buses. And the drivers, they would say no smoking on the bus. Please try to refrain from smoking. You know, I know everybody's different. You know, everybody is different. And some people will enforce the rules and... Others will not. Some people are are very flexible. They're very relaxed. And I'm not 
saying that that bus driver is not relaxed, but like I told you, he seemed like he was militant. Like, yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> if I can remember all the way back then, it, I, I I don't know. I just, I, I think he had on like a green, a, you know, like an army, a green uh, outfit, you know, uh, a uniform with the green hat you know I, I think he did I'm, I'm not sure but yeah I was so traumatized by that we all were and you know what I know we all were because it was a holy hush that quietness got even more quieter it was like I didn't know you can get this quiet but we were all in shock utter shock we left that man in the dark on the highway. There's no cell phones at the, that time. Maybe there were beepers. And what is he going to do? We left him there. <laughs> and we continued on with with our, um, our route, with our trip. And, you know, I was telling my mother about this, what had happened. And... I said to my mother, I said, I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker. Never was. Never have been. But I quit that day. And she just laughed. Yeah, I quit that day. Because I tell you the truth, I'm still traumatized by uh, what I experienced that night. What I what I saw take place that night. I <laughs> we, we all were. We all were. We were well behaved. We were well behaved before this happened. But we didn't dare. Nobody dared. I can speak for everybody. Nobody dared made a move, you know. So, you know, God has given his son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent here upon the face of the earth. God has given his son all authority over things that are in heaven Jesus Christ has the authority of, of things that are here on the earth Jesus Christ has authority over everything here on the earth and things that are under the earth Jesus Christ has all authority Jesus Christ has the power and he has the right to give orders make decisions and to enforce obedience and I tell you God his father has put everything into Jesus's hands and he has all authority Jesus Christ has inherited everything from his father and those who accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior Jesus Christ is that doorway that we all have to go through, that we all have to enter in, you know, in order to be accepted by his father, because his father sent him. Everything has to go through Jesus. The father has given him all authority. The father has given him his inheritance. You know, so everyone has to go through that doorway, which is Jesus Christ. 
If you climb up any other way to try to get to the almighty God, to try to get to the father, God says in his holy word, the Bible, that you are a thief and a, ro uh, and a robber. You are a thief and a robber if you try to climb up any other way to get to the almighty God, the father. You have to go through his son, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is no other way. Jesus Christ is that doorway. Jesus Christ is that portal. You have to go through him. So, because he has all the authority, he holds all authority. So, I just wanted to share what I had experienced years ago. And, um, yeah, I'm still traumatized by that. Yeah, we left a man on the highway in the dark. No cell phones. I think maybe we had beepers. I wonder how um, that man... Uh, got out of it I, I wonder how did he catch a, another bus coming through did he uh, uh, how did he get home how did did he get to where he was trying to go and this why this is why it pays to to listen and to be obedient and in, in all things okay if you work for a company or if you work for someone you you know, you have to go by their rules and regulations. If you go against the grain, you, you get into trouble. The same thing with God's holy word, the Bible. If we go against God's word and do the opposite, you only end up in trouble. You only end up in trouble. Okay? And... This is why the world is in uh, uh, such, you see so much havoc and chaos, you know. Why? Because people are going against the grain. They're going against what God has already ordered. And uh, they're going against his, his laws, you know. And that can be very, very dangerous because you can get up, you can get into trouble. It, it could cause your death, you know. The ultimate results of you going against God, it could cause your death. You can end up into, into some very serious trouble. So it's always good to listen and do what God says to do. It's always good to listen. You work for a company, it's always good to to do what the company uh uh has 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 put in place for you to do and don't go against it now if you degree if if you disagree with what uh the company has set in place then you can go humbly and respectfully and speak to the company and let them know how you feel about certain things and maybe you will enlighten them maybe they might uh decide to agree with you and change how the company is running and doing things so um yeah god is good and he's good all the time 
and it pays to serve God. Jesus is the answer to anything and everything. This is Jacqueline Brown. Have a blessed, beautiful day. In Jesus' name, today's date is April 23rd, 2023. Be blessed. In Jesus' name.